Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about a time when I was premenstrual and craving chocolate and I didn't have any and my husband wouldn't get me some and how I handled it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm going to call this the premenstrual edition of The Daily Dollop and I'm sorry for my non-menstruating listeners out there that you will have to endure a slightly overshare of that time before your period stew. But fun fact about me, though, really, is that I'm very dramatic and pathetic when I'm due for my period. And just my overall state of mind is like, <laughs> like that. It's just summarised by that sound. And yesterday I did this like slide off my chair onto the lounge room floor and literally had a toddler tantrum on the lounge room floor because my husband walked into the lounge room and I was finishing off some work and he was like, what are we having for dinner? And I was like, I don't know and I don't care. And I'm like, meh. And I like slid off the lounge onto the floor, had a little tantrum and then kicked my foot on the couch. It really hurt, which um, then quickly snapped me out of it. But then my 13-year-old daughter was watching me do it and she was like, oh, that looks fun. And then she came and like laid down next to me. She's like, this is so good, mum. We can get out our rage. And I was like, yeah, I think I think so. I don't know. Anyway, so on to the show today. You know, one of the most common questions that I get asked when people find out that I am a nutritionist is that they then go on to say, oh, cool. That's a cool job. Does that mean that you eat really well? And, you know, most of the time I'm like, yeah, Most of the time my family eat heaps of fruit, vegetables, you know, and whole foods, um, et cetera, because we do. It's true. I love eating food. I love eating good quality food. I genuinely love eating vegetables. I love eating locally grown, whole fresh ingredients, making things from scratch. I love the way my body feels when I'm in a good food routine. However, I also eat cake on occasions, although I am a pretty fussy cake eater. Like I don't love cake and I find it easy to say no to because I find most cake disappointing from a flavour and taste perspective. Or maybe it's a texture perspective, but I do eat cake, particularly if it's good cake. I love fries dipped in aioli. I love big ass burritos full of cheese and sour cream. I love prawns in creamy based pasta dishes. And seriously, how good is double brie with quince paste on a water cracker with a glass of wine? Seriously, freaking love that. I make a killer butterscotch pudding that's served with ice creams um, that my kids love me for. And I do have a reputation in my family for making the best cinnamon scrolls and I make the pastry from scratch, right? And lastly, eating exquisite high-end food in a fancy restaurant is one of my most favourite things to do. And typically we would describe all the foods that I've just listed as not being healthy. And the reason we would describe them as such is that they're – often, or most of them, are really high in energy. So they're offering the body typically more energy than it needs in one sitting and then offering 
very little in the way of nutrients, so vitamins, minerals, fiber. Other than that, though, there's really nothing wrong with them. They still contain carbs, fats, and proteins and macronutrients that the body uses. There still are traces of micronutrients in them. And you know from listening to this show in particular for, you know, the 200-odd episodes that we've had, that I don't like to class foods as good and bad. They're really just on a spectrum of how much energy and how much nutrients they contain. And so I think one of the things that I really love to teach is that I believe that healthy eating is the balance of giving your body the food that it needs to be its best, but also engaging in the culture and society in which we live. So you only live once. So make the most of your diet, um, make an opportunity for nourishment, but you only live once. So engage, enjoy, taste, eat, have fun and, you know, connect with the culture that is around you. And so this whole idea of of finding the balance that's right um, for you. And so you know, for me is that I have, I feel like that I've found the balance and often, you know, semi-regularly it tips into I'm, I'm consuming more energy than I, than I need, but I have enough awareness into being able to tip it back towards it being more ideal for you. And so for the most part, I don't eat the above mentioned food often. I know that eating too regularly isn't good for my health And when I do eat them, I thoroughly enjoy them and I never feel guilty. Food is food. It holds no moral value for me and it doesn't make me a good or a bad person. And so, you know, remembering that mantra, right? You only live once. So eat in a way that enables your body to be the best that it can be. You only live once. So enjoy the things you love. And I think that um, an important habit that helps me live by this mantra is not keeping you know, these high energy, low nutrient foods in my house. So you won't actually find things like soft drink, chips, um, crackers, biscuits, lollies, cakes, pastries. You will find chocolate though, but that's another story. But in my house, for the most part, um, just because I find that if they're there, we eat them more regularly than we need to. Um, and my husband will occasionally comment about the lack of snack food in the house, um, <laughs> to which I occasionally curtly reply that I care about his cardiovascular and metabolic health. And it's not that I, you know, am full against having snack foods. There are lots of things for my family to snack on in my house. And frequently there is your typical, you know, snacks that make their way into my house and I never make a big deal about it. But when it comes to striking this balance, I do make an effort to keep nutrient rich, you know, lower energy foods more available than the more higher energy, low nutrient foods. So the thing is, is that because I do make a concerted effort to just manage my food environment and not keep foods that I don't want to eat regularly in the house really helps me. It's a great thing because even nutritionists border meat, they wander into the kitchen hoping to find something to munch on, right, and um, open the fridge and stare at it and find, you know, fruit, yogurt, nuts, right, lots of whole good foods. And if I'm really hungry, I think, yeah, I'm going to have that. I just ate a handful of nuts before. I've got a piece of fruit sitting at my desk. If I'm not hungry, I tend to not eat them. But when I'm hungry because that's available, then I'm motivated to make myself eat those things. 
One particular evening though, however, so I'm on the couch with my husband watching something on TV and I was tired and at the time, it was back in my CrossFit days, so for those of you who don't know this about me, I don't know, I was a bit of a CrossFit addict. I got sucked into the the, fa- the craze that is high-intensity exercise and the merging of Olympic weightlifting, gymnastics and HIIT training. Anyway, I freaking loved it. And the thing is, is that I just, my body was constantly sore. So you're just pushing your body all the time. So I had lactic acid build up in my muscles. I had DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. I was really sore and achy. Um, So from my training, I'm grumpy. I was stressed from running the business. It was early days, right? And the luteal monster had come to stay, um, which means I'm premenstrual. And I just wanted chocolate so badly. Like, I'm not even kidding. I just wanted it so badly. And so normally in this situation, I wouldn't eat chocolate because at the time there wasn't chocolate frequently in my house. I've talked in previous episodes about it being in my house and it is currently, but I'm happy to keep blocks of chocolate in the house these days and not eat them. But back in this situation in my life, I found it just helpful to not keep chocolate in the house to help me reduce my consumption of it. And so... There was no chocolate. Occasionally, my husband would buy me some mint chocolate when he knew um, I was premenstrual to placate the luteal monster. But this night was different, right? No appeasing gift from the hubby. Nothing. It was like he'd forgotten about me. And I just, yeah, my emotions were volcanic. And I wandered into the kitchen and I opened my little Tupperware pantry. And I was just like, damn it, why is there no chocolate in here? And I was really cranky. I was cranky at everybody and um, then it hit me. I remembered there was chocolate in there. There was cooking chocolate, like home brand compound cooking chocolate. And I'd bought it ages ago to make a cake for one of the kids' birthdays. And I was like, yes, friggin' couldn't believe my luck. I grabbed the container, pulled out like a sizable chunk and just went to town eating it. I was just like, yes. But it was so gross. It was like, like I said, home brand compound cooking chocolate and its taste and its mouthfeel just it let me down. And I just, I actually spat it out and I was like, oh man, this is so gross. I can't eat this. And I was like, what am I going to do? I just, I still wanted chocolate really badly. The cravings were really strong. My resolve was waning. I was just like, oh my gosh. And then it came to me, right? I needed to improve the taste and the mouthfeel. And so I was thinking like, what goes really well with chocolate that I have in my house? And my brain was just like peanut butter. And so the homemade chocolate peanut butter cups recipe was born, which salvaged the chocolate and they tasted epic. And they were the perfect amount of richness that just meant that I only needed a couple of little pieces that placated the luteal monster. I didn't overeat and I was happy again. So here's the recipe for my homemade chocolate peanut butter cups that you might need to placate your luteal monster if you have one. But even if you don't have a luteal monster, I'm pretty sure that you will love these and they make an absolutely gorgeous dessert or snack and you only need two things. So you need about 100 grams of chocolate. So not very much, just a row or two. And you can use dark, milk, compound chocolate, horrible, cheap Easter egg chocolate. Anything will do, anything. And then, so 100 grams of chocolate for 40 grams of smooth peanut butter. So if you do have kitchen scales, I have found that this is the right ratio of the two things. 
So break up the chocolate into a microwave-safe um, bowl and pop the peanut butter in and then zap for one to two minutes. Stir every 30 seconds to prevent it from burning because depending on different microwave wattages. So just 30 seconds, bring it out, give it a stir, check it, put it back in and then beat it with a spoon until really, really well combined and nice and smooth. And then with a teaspoon, just spoon out teaspoon size little blobs of mixture onto baking paper on a plate or a tray. And so this recipe will make about 12 to 14 teaspoon size blobs. You could be more creative than me and make it into patterns, right? But I was like, I didn't care at the time. I was just like, just blob this chocolate out. And it kind of goes into like little um, bite-sized pieces and then pop it in the fridge to allow them to set for, you know, five, 10 minutes or so. And I swear they're so rich and delicious that you'll only need to eat two or three. Absolutely delicious. Share them over the many bottoms of your family and I swear you'll love them. So, but what I wanted to really emphasize around this episode is break the stigma around one, craving chocolate and that being a bad thing. One of the things I've found over the years with talking to clients is they're like, I have this problem with my chocolate cravings and they see it as a problem. They see it as the thing from stopping them from achieving the right body, achieving the right kind of health. And it just can often spiral into this huge big barrier that that consumes them their whole life. And they're constantly trying to make a rule to stop eating chocolate, but then that's all they can think about and they want it really badly. And so what I want to do is just really break that and just be like, stop seeing it as a bad thing. Chocolate is delicious. It's a sensory experience that activates all five of your senses. It's a pleasurable experience to eat chocolate. That's why you like it, um, you know, for many reasons, both psychologically and physiologically. So don't stop fighting it. Stop making a rule around restricting it. Sometimes just allowing yourself to eat it if you want it. And then being really mindful and conscious about your food choice is a key for actually getting in control of eating it. The thing with this story is that by the time between me first getting the chocolate craving after dinner to actually eating those little peanut butter cup blobs, which were delicious, was hours because I was like, do I really want chocolate? Is that what I really want? Yes, I really want it. Go and find some. I don't have any. Dang it. Sit down. Oh, but I really want chocolate. And so sometimes the lag in time is like, do I really want this? Think really, really hard about it. And then it was enough to make a conscious decision. And by the time I'd actually gone to all the effort to make them, eating one or two of them and really savoring them, just hit the nail right on the head Um, And now I've got this epic recipe that I can use um, for time to come. So I want to encourage you if you're struggling with a chocolate craving, you are not a a terrible or a bad person for craving chocolate. Embrace that part of yourself. See if you can take a more mindful approach rather than rules. And if you do feel like you need some help and support, definitely reach out to me and my team. Otherwise, have a great day, team, and we'll catch you next time. A big thank you to The Capital Chemist and The Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.